Hi, I'm Saoirse Noonan and you're listening to Durham Broadcast. Hello and welcome to the Durham Broadcast. As our team prepare to travel down to the valley to play Charlton Athletic, we look back at the game against Blackburn and talk to Saoirse Noonan about this year and the future. Hi Saoirse, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for um, having me. We've played Blackburn, 2 all draw. Tell us about it. Look, I think we kind of um, came out looking for a big result. Um, the last two performances have been really happy. And yeah, I think we started off probably nearly too good. Um, got loads and loads of chances, just couldn't finish them. And then look, I think a decision kind of went against us and we were all probably still back in that decision and they went down and got a penalty and um, it's back to 1-1 and yeah look I think we did we did keep going um, and we stuck it out and they went down and scored again but I think we always knew we'd get that goal back and even after we scored I think it was in like the 93rd minute we scored the draw we still believed that we could get another goal which which we did which got ruled out again so I think in that game we had two goals ruled out and yeah, look, it's just part of the game and we still came away with a point and we're happy with that, that we didn't didn't lose all three, but I think all three were there to be taken for us and it's just just football, I suppose. And uh, four games left. How do you see those going? Charlton, two Birmingham games and a Lewis away. Yeah, look, we've set ourselves a goal now um, and it's two two games against Birmingham and against Charlton and Lewis and they're all, they're all points to be, to be there be taken and they, they want the points as well so yeah look I think we just need to focus on ourselves take it game by game because there's one week that we have three games in literally seven or eight days which is going to be going to be tough on the bodies and there's a good bit of travelling in that as well um, especially being all the way up here but yeah look it's all it's all part of the game and I think everyone's raring to finish finish as high as we can um, especially after the last few performances we've put in we've probably found our feet coming towards the end of the season but look at least we found our feet and yeah look we're going to give it our best shot and um, see, we'll see where it takes us. It's been coming though, finding your feet. Both, yeah, both I think I think all season we've kind of found our feet for a game or two, and then we went into an international break or something. And um, yeah, look, obviously that that affects every team. People get little niggles and stuff, and it's just been part of the year. And it's been an absolute hectic year, and there's been a lot of changes with moving from part time to full time and stuff as well. And yeah, look, we're all adapting, we're all getting to know each other now, and we do need to, to put in the performances for these last four games. You say a hectic year, a lot of changes. What changes for you as well, you're new. Yeah, exactly. Like coming into the team it's been amazing. Um, and there's been a few other girls as well coming into the team. And yeah, it's just trying to like learn how to play with each other and there's definitely some games you realise right we have a connection here and then the next game might even be there. But I think we've really grown as a team and even on the training pitch you can see little things are starting to really come together and people are more relaxed and finding finding each other on and off the ball and working together. Yeah, you seem to have a, a great relationship with Jess and Rio, front three, quite fluid. Um, you dropping back, being a number 10 as well, so it's all right. Yeah, look, I think at the end of the day, we win together, we lose together. Um, there's no point in me standing up as a striker and just watching the winger be after doing a 40-yard dash and just watching her try to get back. So I think it's all about helping one another at the end of the day. And if I can do that, she knows that she'll do it back for me. And yeah, look, that's how you win games, I suppose. Yeah, so how did you get into football in the first place? Um, my parents really, probably, and my granddad. Um, growing up, we were... Always at the side of the pitch on a Saturday morning watching my dad play, and then we'd go to my brother's training sessions. And yeah, look, I suppose we just our weekends were on a football pitch, and 
that's how it started. I used to just do solos around the pitch watching him play and yeah, from there I just loved it and I wanted to be at every game I could. Is that why you chose it over Camogie and Gaelic football? Um, yeah, probably. I think, like, I suppose there's such... You can go further in soccer, you can come and make your lifetime job. Um, unfortunately, Gaelic football and Camogie isn't there yet, even though I think it will be in the coming years, but obviously it's just an Irish sport and I do love it and I do miss it at times, but when I get to wake up every morning and come in here as my job, it definitely makes it worthwhile. Yeah. And you've settled into the northeast of England? Yeah, I have, I have. Yeah. Um, when it's cold, it's cold, but when it's nice, it's nice up here. Um, but yeah, look, I'm definitely enjoying it up here. Yeah, have you been around, visited different places? Or? Yeah, um, been into Newcastle a bit and time out and see them and yeah, I love the girls, are great. They bring us everywhere, so um, yeah, it's nice. Oh, it's good, good. Um, but you keep yourself busy outside football. We've mentioned Gaelic football and Camogie, but you've got the SSS and Freedom. Yeah, look, I think um, lockdown for me was a brilliant time. For many it wasn't, but for me I really enjoyed it because... I was always just running from college to training to another training and just going home and that literally that was my day every day and I never really got to sit down and kind of focus on what I wanted to do even though I did want to play sport but it was always for a team and someone needing you to be here needing you to be there so yeah look I think in lockdown I kind of was able to train according to my own times and I always knew that I wanted to be a professional footballer but I suppose it's always a dream you don't even know if you're going to get there so I started doing my own little sessions with younger kids and I started my own cloning company and yeah, look, it's just been going ever since and I do it because I enjoy it, not because I'm going to make millions, but literally because I enjoy it and it's something to keep me occupied as well when I go home in the evenings when I'm sitting on the couch with my feet up, I can go on the laptop and do little bits and help out. So has that helped really from going part-time to full-time because you've got other things to do? Yeah, definitely. Like I think some evenings you go home and you nearly want to... You have so much energy. Some days, some days you're absolutely wrecked and I think it's important that you do try to switch off. Um, I live with two of the other girls as well, so it's always football talk. So I think it's nice sometimes when I can just sit down and do my bit of work for two or three hours in the evening and it does kill a bit of time as well when you are waiting for an away trip or you don't want to be walking on your legs all day. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely helping in that terms. Now we've talked about the future this season. Um, plans for the summer? Maybe a trip across the world, perhaps? Well, that would be the dream, really, um, to get, obviously, I'm part of that team. But, yeah, look, as I said, there's four games left, and that's where the focus is right now. And if we do well in those four games, that will do me well as well. So, um, yeah, that's definitely what, the, what I'm looking at now. I'm not looking too far into the summer. I just want to really focus on these four or five weeks coming up and just do the best I can in training for myself and the girls and then, obviously, go out and perform the games, and we'll see where that takes us. Yeah. And finally, a word about the fans. A whole coach load at Blackburn and I'm sure they'll be there at Charlton, Birmingham and Lewis as well. Yeah, look, I think it's it's amazing when you see them travelling, especially when we saw the bus there before us the other day and we arrived and they were all cheering us coming off. Same in uh, Man United, it was absolutely amazing. It just really lifts everyone's spirits. Um, and yeah, look, they've, they're down at Southampton, they're everywhere. Um, and we can't thank them enough because we hear them all the time and when we need them, they're chanting, they're banging their drum. Um, and look, we're so grateful for that because... There has been clubs that we go to and they don't have that many fans and when we come up here we always have our fans and um, they're always as loud as ever and yeah, look, we can't thank them enough but we do have four games left so they have to keep coming to them. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. Nice. No, thank you. This is Dee Bradley. You're listening to the Durham Broadcast. Thanks to Sir Chef for joining us. Durham in seventh 
with a game in hand over Southampton in sixth, two points behind, kick off away at the Valley, Charlton, at 12 o'clock on Sunday. They then travel to Birmingham for a seven o'clock kickoff on Wednesday, which will be live on the FA Player. In other news, the Supporters Club Committee met with the club last week and discussed how they're to work together in the future. They, of course, providing buses and things like that for supporters to go to away matches. The end of season awards takes place on Friday the 5th of May at Ramside Hall and tickets are still available. All the details are on the club's website and you can vote for your supporters player of the year by sending the Rawcast an email that's durhamrawcast at hotmail.com votes are flooding in but you never know your votes could make all the difference between your favourite player and another that's also the email address to send in any comments or any suggestions for the Durham Rawcast, this podcast all about Durham Women's Football Club. You can follow us on the social media, that's Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, at Durham Rawcast. That's it for now. The Durham Rawcast is a MIDI media production, fuelled by Fat Franks. Goodbye. Listen to the Durham Rawcast. It's perfect.